0: You're listening to the Run the Riot Podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Guys, welcome to this week's Run the Riot Podcast. Man, we've got a good one for you today. It's a, it's a long one, too. I'll tell you a little bit about it in just a second. Uh, but before we get started, man, we've got to thank... The sponsors. Hey, man, you got to check out the Outlaw Race Series. Have you tried it yet? Have you looked it up? Have you gone to outlaw100.com, www.outlaw100.com? We'll go there because races are coming up. Uh, there's the Thunderbird uh, race that's coming up Um I think it's out near Norman, Oklahoma. I'll be there. I'm running the 50K. Uh, I think there's 100K. There's there's other distances out there from from, from you know 100K down to, to short distances. So go check that out. Uh, come run it. It's on trails. I think some of them are filling up. So you might want to get on that really quick. But the Outlaw Race Series is also, man, the Flat Rock Triple Crown, uh, Flower Moon, Dark and Dirty. Uh, man, just, just Lake McMurtry, great trail runs. And the flagship is the Outlaw 100. And that sucker's tough. Guys that have done a lot of other 100 other miles said, man, this is one of the toughest ones that they've done. You want a challenge? Outlaw 100. Dot com. Also, uh, go to t8.run, the letter T, the number 8.run. It's gear for ultra runners by ultra runners. Man, you got to check out the commando Shorts. They're guaranteed to keep you chafe free. I love them. They're great. I'm about to order another pair. And uh, when you go to the site, uh, you put in code 50-run the riot, and man, you get a discount. So check that out: t8.run. And last but not least, go to Pandemic Follies. What is a pandemic folly? Well, you go to www.modestgains.net and check out this. Uh, it's you know it's a, it's a cool, uh, crazy twist on virtual runs. You're tired of doing normal virtual runs where you just run? You go here and they have a short distance, a long distance, and an ultra distance. But it's not just running. There's burpees. There's kayaking. There's all these unique, crazy. Uh, crazy different things that you can do challenges something that'd be really fun to do with a group of friends uh do it co-workers at work and uh, you can do the short distance you know it's easy or you can go all the way up and do the ultra distance that has more running more burpees burpees are the devil but you can do it for a challenge and uh, also um man guys if you love the podcast, uh, would, Go to iTunes or wherever you listen, and please rate it and uh, put in a little comment in there on on why you like the podcast, so others can can check it out. Making some changes on where we're hosting and everything. Hopefully, you don't notice any interruptions, but just trying to get things better, man. Um, you know, a lot. I can get a lot of feedback from people on different things, and just people are being encouraged. So, man, I'm just trying to. Just trying to keep it going and 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 do it well. Uh, also, if you want to partner with us, man, we've got a I've got a group of uh, Patreon supporters, a handful of guys who uh, who are helping support the podcast with with uh, contributions, uh, monthly contributions through Patreon, a couple bucks a month. And uh, man, I appreciate that. And so, man, if you want to jump on board, every every little bit helps. You know, it costs to host and all that stuff. So, um, man, if you want to partner, uh, go to the website www.runtheriot.run and click on that little Patreon link and, uh, man, give what you can. And like I always say, if not, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. I love this thing. So anyway, today's podcast, man, we're going to talk, uh, talk to a, a very interesting fella. He's a friend of mine. Uh, when I moved here to Tulsa, he was one of those runner guys that I, I connected with and we got to, to do some running together and we've even run parts of some races together. And uh, he's a strong runner. He's run some long distances. He's also run. He's got the FKT from the like the longest distance across Oklahoma from like the tip of the panhandle all the way across. And uh, man, we we talk about that. But we we do some deep diving talking about, you know, about life. Uh, During this podcast, man, he's a, he's a strong runner we talk a lot about running, but we talk about some of the deeper things. We talk about life. We talk about identity. Um, good stuff, man. And it was just a good time to visit with my friend, Justin Walker. Uh, we call him Jay walk, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was down helping direct the pumpkin holler hundred. And, uh, so man, we got to sit down at runner's world, shout out to Barbara for opening up the store early so we can get in and record in person. And, uh, and if shout out to runner's world, man, you need some shoes, Go to Runner's World, man. You need some running clothes? Go to Runner's World. You need some gooder glasses? Go to. Run- you need some gels? Man, whatever you need for running. You need something to roll out your legs? Go to Runner's World in Tulsa. They got it all. And they're friendly. And they're knowledgeable. And they're awesome. So go over there and tell them that you heard from the podcast that you need to go to Runner's World. But anyway, I digress. Uh, let's get to the podcast, man. Uh, it's long enough by itself without me adding all this stuff to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, Justin walker all right uh we are sitting down in runner's world tulsa very good place to buy shoes and stuff and thank you barbara for opening up the store so we can be here early on a monday morning and i'm sitting here with a friend of mine justin walker justin welcome to the run the riot podcast thanks david it's good good to chat with you yeah man i've been been, been wanting to do this and you you're in town for uh you
1: helped direct the the pumpkin holler hundred man how'd that go uh it went well yeah i i Helped. Um, let's see. I guess this is the second or third year I've been helping um, Ken Childress, who who started the race ten years ago. So this was the tenth the tenth anniversary of, of Pumpkin Hauler, nice. and um, so a couple of years ago um, he just uh, felt like it would be better if he brought in a few other people. So so yeah, we started. Um, we kind of have a race director board. I think there's six of us on the board, Oh wow. um, Okay. so that way we can kind of have different responsibilities on race day and we all have our own strengths. And, um, of course, Kathy, who's also on the board, she runs the race. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she had her, her 10th finish this year. Um, okay. but yeah, the race race went good. The weather was pretty dang good. It was questionable. It was supposed to get cold Sunday morning for the 100 milers and rain. Well, that didn't happen. It stayed like in the 50s to low 60s. Um, The wind really wasn't too big of a factor. Some of it, there were some exposed areas that had wind, but um, other than that, yeah, I think we had close to record number of um, participants. Um, Nice. Some of that's because, you know, Covid has shut down a lot of races. Yeah, um, a race, let's run it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, a, a real one. So I think a lot of our middle distance races had a lot more people. Um, I think our fifty k was probably our biggest jump in in participants. You know, because yeah, you know maybe people aren't training for a hundred. It's a little harder to jump into a hundred, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the race went race went great. Uh, I think a, t- several course records fell. Um, That's crazy. James Strayhorn from. Uh, uh oklahoma city area i believe um he set the 100 mile course record and then the women's side as well Uh, mary mccool she uh broke the women's course record in the 100 mile um and then i think the 100 men's 100k record went down too so it was a good running day i mean temperatures were cool but not cold and they weren't warm and yeah uh, so it it was a good day yeah, we got it. We uh, got to help out at uh bathtub
0: rocks, and uh, the wind did kick pretty good for a little while there. We had to park our vehicles in the way, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. But it was fun, man. I think everybody was having a good time. It got a little got a little warm in the middle of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. It was when you are running, we felt good. We felt good yeah. standing there, you know, hanging out. Perfect age, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you you won pumpkin holler hundred. Uh, what year was that?
1: That I believe was twenty seventeen. So yeah. that's notoriously known as the stormy year, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was that <laughs> that was this warm So yeah, that was a it was a warm year. I think it probably got in the mid eighties and then we had a like a cold front move through in the middle of the night and yeah, it so I think I was on so it's a three the hundred mile is you know too, is, is a three loop race. Yeah. And it was sometime after I'd left the, the the main aid station to start finish for the third loop, um, that the uh, squall line thunderstorms moved through and oh my gosh yeah it was torrential rain it was small hell lightning uh, lots of lightning so like I always told as my you know my, my background as a meteorologist I, I was like I have to try to run as fast as I can so my feet are off the ground as much as possible because it, the road was covered in water so I just thought if lightning strikes a tree somewhere you know then the lightning will disperse through the water and I don't want my feet on the ground so when it was bad I was like High knees running, I mean, I was <laughs> trying, trying to be as safe in the as rain possible. and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing a sprint warm up. <laughs> nice, but yeah, that was a good year. I, things just clicked, and um, that was the the last year that um, I was able to participate in the race as you know a non race director. So I went out with a bang, I guess. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That's that's awesome. Well,
0: you, you 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 just talked about being a meteorologist, so I, I gotta I gotta tell you, you and I were running together. Uh, one time, I don't remember if it was for a race or something, or, or training, I don't remember, but I remember saying something about, well, the weather's supposed to be this, doggone meteorologists out here in Oklahoma don't know what they're, I remember making a comment, and then I was like, oh, wait, wait. Just... <laughs> so so back in the day, you you watched the weather a lot.
1: Yeah, so I, you know, I, I grew up in Oklahoma, so like, you know, before, like, Feel like everyone now, like you know, lawn chair out watching, you know, a beer, beer and watching the watching a storm, (laughs) hoping for tornado. Um, But growing up, I just I was so intrigued by weather, Um, and even so, you know, so I'm forty, about to be forty one. When I the weather pattern was such, like when I was younger, like Oklahoma got a lot of tornadoes and a lot of severe storms. And now the weather pattern has kind of shifted due to climate change and just patterns shifting. Um, you know, so it's not as bad as it used to be, but growing up as a kid, like we would go to down to the storm cellar all the time. There'd be tornado warnings. Um, and some of that's forecasting has gotten better. So yeah, um, there's less false positives. Um, but, uh, so I was always intrigued, and our house, our neighbor's house, got hit by a tornado. Um, then I think the big event um, that sort of changed my—I'll um, say career—but my my life early life path was a tornado that hit. Um, oh, why am I spacing on the date? It was April of ninety. I think it was ninety-three or ninety-one. Um, a tornado hit in my hometown of Catoosa where I grew up. And um, ended up killing, I think, seven people. It hit the truck oh. stop, the Bruce's truck stop, right in in Katusa there, and the high school was damaged. So um, I remember it was, it was a great thing that um, for me, as a as a as a kid in school we didn't have to finish our school year because the school was it was uh, damaged um but that we actually were in the path of the tornado unknowingly my dad was trying to get us home we drove across the path of the tornado and and i end up seeing like the tornado but there was a lot of rain around it um and i saw a truck get flipped over on the turnpike as it as it was crossing the turnpike so so like that moment i was like i was already intrigued by weather but i was like it was so scary that I wanted to understand it, you know. So yeah. that was kind of my roots of wanting to get into meteorology was to under understand weather a little bit more. So, well, that's great. So, you know, from Louisiana, we we deal with
0: hurricanes, mm-hmm. uh, and and so we you know we have you have a lot of time you plan for that, and it's different. No, when I first moved here, I remember when there was uh, a squall line, squall line coming through, and 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 I remember Jen just really like you know, watching the wet, like freaking out. And I'm just like, well, what's, you know, we get storms all the time and in Louisiana, like, pretty good storms, but not a lot of tornado. And I just remember like, oh yeah, I'm in Oklahoma, you know? And, um, you know, even since we moved, I've always wanted to see one and I've seen a water spout and, um, when we we're in Owasso, I actually got to see, um, you know, one that was off in the distance, or whatever. So it was kind of like a new—I don't know—it was new for—it's new for me to worry about tornadoes that much. So
1: yeah, um, yeah, I'm like there, welcome to
0: Oklahoma. <laughs>
1: yeah, t- and that's that's the the power of Mother Nature. It's you know, no matter what type of weather event you know you're you're talking about, whether it's hurricanes, which you're familiar with, um, which um, we also study hurricanes. So I've been in five different hurricanes as well in the eye of okay. the hurricane. Um, and then, uh, you know, or it's, you know, large-scale, like, fires on the West Coast. I mean, that's that's weather-related. And, you know, so tornadoes, for me, just growing up, like, it was just this very powerful, like, a giant, you know, huge thunderstorm. And then it's rotating. then it develops a wall cloud. And then it has, you know, this little tiny area of rapidly circulating wind that feels so huge to us when it, you know, destroys neighborhoods or, you know, towns even or multiple towns. Like it feels so huge in our world, but like in the spectrum of, uh, you know, larger scale weather things, it's so, so small. So yeah. I don't know. I was just always, oh, yeah. the, the power of mother nature is always yeah. intriguing. That hot and
0: cold air could, could move in such a way that this little area just like blows a house
1: away. You know, yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, that, that's what really what just trying to understand it. Of course. The more you try to understand it, the more you realize you don't know. And I think that's probably true with a lot of things yeah. in life. Like you dive deep into something, and it—I feel like the more you learn about it, is the more you realize you don't know about yeah. things. I didn't no. know what I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you did you? So you went to went to school for meteorology. I did. I went to University of Oklahoma for meteorology, and then um, out of school. Um, I got a job um, in uh, Boulder, Colorado, oh. um, with a company called Center for Severe Weather Research, and they're a, a, funded by the National Science Foundation. Um, and so we did all sorts of um, weather research. I mean, our specialty because we had mobile radars, so yeah. um, we did um, tornado research because it's um, we were worked a lot with University of Oklahoma and um, other other weather agencies, but. We we um, also because that's only you know a couple months of the year where where it lines up that where storm systems are in the plains and they're not moving super fast because when storms move like sixty miles per hour. And they're usually moving northeast, so they're moving to diagonal. You know the hypotenuse. So we we can't drive the hypotenuse (laughs) because roads don't exist that way. So you know, there's only a couple months of the year we do that. So then you know we do hurricanes. We used to study hurricanes in the fall. Um, We would do snow stuff in the winter. Like I lived on, we took the trucks up to the Continental Divide um, in Wyoming one year um, to a place called Battle Pass. It was ten thousand feet and. We had a um, a mud room where, and we had the snow a mud room where we had to get out of our basically our snow clothes because we had to snowmobile into the radar, um, about six miles, um, and it was so windy up there. Is like average winds were like fifty to sixty, and we could gust to hundred. I and mean, it was <laughs> and cold and cold. yeah. So, yeah. Wind chills were usually you know single digits or below zero. And how old were you during all this? So this was uh, I went to school a little bit later. Um, I didn't. Transferred to the University of Illinois. I was 21, so I think I moved to Colorado uh, to Boulder um, when I was 26. So I was probably like 26, 25 when I started, um, and I well, maybe 20, 26, 27. But um, I did it for seven years, okay, um, until uh, I just decided I was done. Like I kind of not that I achieved what I wanted to achieve, but I just um, I guess uh, my first like life realization was like my career defined who I was, you know, and I, I was doing this awesome job and I was on Discovery Channel and, you know, Weather Channel and National Geographic and, you know, been in IMAX movies. And so it's really cool, really fun and something cool that, you know, I'll have with me for my life. But I realized like I didn't really know who Justin was, hmm. you know, and that was like this cool job defined who I was, but I didn't really know who I was, you know, huh. um, until so I end up, uh, I end up quitting, and I was married at the time, and um, the job just was so hard you know, on our relationship that we ended up, you know, getting a divorce, and I went through this kind of like. Uh, um, a walkabout, if you will, um, where I decided I had two months um, and I had lined up another meteorology job, um, but they couldn't get real funding for me because it's all government funded stuff. So it's not like, yeah. you know, they, they just hire someone. It's like funded by projects. So I had like a three month window where I. You know, I was like, I'm just going to take a, a what I called it a sabbatical, <laughs> early life sabbatical. <laughs> and um, so I started camping. I was like, I'm going to go up the spine of the Rockies and just camp and run a bunch, like um, just to kind of find out who I am and be alone. And um, a really long, long story there that I'll try to make just real short is um, I ended up just starting to listen to people for the first time. And Um, I'd been real analytical, like meteorology is all math and physics based and it's, you know, numbers and equations. And that's how kind of, I had developed my mind and my personality, but I started realizing, Hey, there's a little bit more to life than just this stuff. Like there's connection to people. There's listening to your, your, your heart, your soul, your gut, you know, and, I ended up just listening to people, and instead of going up the spine of the Rockies, I ended up in the most northwest point of the contiguous United States in um, Olympic National Park, and just, just listening to people, they were like, oh, you should go here, you know, or you're, you're camping with them, and they're like, oh, there's this really cool you know, natural hot springs over here. you know.' So I would just, just listen to people, and um, ended up in a little town in Oregon called Ashland, Oregon, and um, a lot of ultra runners know Ashland, Oregon, yeah from, um, the Hal Kerner, um, who won Western States a, a couple of times and, a uh, um, very good looking man for a lot of people. He, um, <laughs> he, he lived there. So it's like a little ultra runner hotspot. And I just, I, I got into town and as soon as I had pulled into the town, I knew I was home. Like it was the strangest feeling. I never had... at that point I I wasn't really running a lot of ultras have I even done an ultra when I was oh yeah I'd done a couple of 50k's okay Um, but I I hadn't really known of Ashland Oregon and before knowing it was like an ultra running town I just knew I was home and um, I saw the Rogue Valley running store there and when I was driving through town I was like oh I was like Running store. I'm going to go there. <laughs> yep. And so then I just, I, I saw the, you know, the, the cougars there in the store and I was like, wait, what is this? And then I saw, I saw Helen there. I started making the connection because <clears throat> I, there was a, what was that documentary that had like Jeff Rose and Anton? Yeah, I, I've got it. It's uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable, Yeah. Yes. In fact, I watched it
0: again in the last six months, just every now and then I'll, I'll throw it on there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, I had watched that like two weeks or three weeks before I had left on this trip so somehow I had just wandered into the town and I didn't That's you know crazy. I didn't make sense mirror I didn't make the I guess in the back of my mind you know I I had remembered the purple awnings of the store with house store and um, so anyways um, I got there and I was just like I know I wanted to live here but it scared me because I had a meteorology job you know that I had lined up and there's no real weather jobs, you know, in in uh, a little tiny little town in Ashland, Oregon. But uh, I just it felt so right, and I had made this connection with like my soul, almost with myself. And um, I decided that I was gonna stay there. So I slept in my truck, like in in you know little quiet streets for a couple of weeks until I found a place to live. I just lived lived out of my truck. And uh and then I stayed there for four years and that sort of altered my my path of, you know, not having a, a you know, air quotes career, you know, and yeah. trying to live live a little more organically, but I didn't, I didn't know you li- I didn't know you lived out there man that's 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 really cool uh, so what, what did you where did you end up working out there you just found just whatever yeah so I tried I tried to do stuff with my you know kind of meteorology weather background um, but I couldn't really find anything um, and I had some money saved up because I was you know living out of my truck and camping um, So, you know, I had a little bit of a cushion, but I was kind of running out of a cushion. So I was like, I just have to get a job, you know, like and being a career kind of focused person, like it was a little painful at first, but I was like, I just have to get a job. And I've been going to this coffee shop in Oregon trying to. Um, find jobs, you know. I was using their internet and like, where job, 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 and I kind of got to know the owner, you know, because I was in there every morning, you know, like standing, waiting outside before they open, you know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. always a morning person, and um, and uh, eventually it just kind of came about. He, like, I was like, sure, you know, like I can't remember if he said you should just work here or I, you know, I said, are you guys hiring? I don't remember what it was, but um, I started working at that coffee shop, and that's like. You know, I began meeting people and listening to people there, and I mean, before that point, and then like I really started to realize working in a coffee shop, like it's a very communal, like atmosphere. That like what I loved and what made me feel like really whole as a person, unlike like a career where you're getting filmed and you're, you know, like that was cool. But like what made Justin like kind of thrive, you know, make my my heartbeat harder, like make it bigger and have more love was just communicating with people. It's just talking to people. I mean, it might be, you don't know them and you spend a couple minutes talking to them or, you know, you develop a relationship, um, with, with the person. And, um, I think what the, probably the biggest thing was talking to a lot of, um, and you know, I'll, I'll say it was a lot of older gentlemen, you know, that come into the coffee shop and read the paper and drink their coffee, you yeah, know, yeah. and, and eat, eat a little snack. But what so many of them had said to me was you know they had lived their lives having a career so they could retire and have fun well by the time they got old enough like to retire they no longer wanted to have fun or could have fun you know like their body hurt or whatever it was and so that's when i like it really it was kind of pouring in the the concrete of my foundation was like i don't really want a career i don't want to have something define me like, you know, like when you meet someone, it's like, hey, what do you do? You know, like you instantly judge them by, oh, you're an accountant. Oh, you're an engineer. You know, like, yeah, I I just didn't want that. I wanted to have just more kind of freedom and flexibility in um, my life. And and so a lot of that was just sculpted by conversations with people. And um, so, yeah,
0: well, yeah, just and it's not even like running related, but life related people we need to listen you know I, I don't know we can learn a lot from other people and uh, a lot of people strive to like where you were i mean and and i, I guess i've never i've never seen any of the, the the shows you were on or anything
1: like that but i'm sure they're out there i need to i need to look it up or whatever <laughs> did, did you have the beard then or you i had a i had, a, I had a, about like your beard i had a shorter okay. shorter like you know um like a one-month-old beard but, but like all these people striving for for something and like especially
0: a young man like you kind of made it you know you're on Mm -hmm. tv you're doing this and and getting to travel getting to see amazing parts of the you know i mean just different parts of the country and and i mean that's that's really cool and and probably people listening like wow you know like that's awesome that's what i'd love to do that but it just wasn't it wasn't wasn't filling you you know it wasn't
1: yeah it didn't it it, it's a it, it, I think it, it was a, it was a chapter. Like I yeah, always try to yeah. look at my life as a chapter. Like it's not like, you know, things end. It's just a chapter changes. You turn yeah. it over, and I w- always think of my life as like you, you have this big book, and it's full of blank pages except the pages that you've already written. Yeah. and there's no there's no. Path that you can't go down. There's no path you can't choose. You just you get to choose. Like you have a blank page. And when something ends, you know whether it's bad. You know you get a divorce or you you leave a relationship or you leave a job. You know or a loved one dies. Whatever it is, like <clears throat> it's always just like it's a chapter. You know, and that's how I've always tried to see things. Is like it, it doesn't define you. Things don't define you. You know the things that you do define you. The, the how you react to things. Um, and so that's how I've tried to tried to scope the 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 last you know 15 years of my life is just um, the interactions the the things that I do no matter what it is you know yeah. I mean I I work in a a running store I actually still am a barista I, I also work in a coffee shop still um, yeah. because they're just I love communal things you know and um, so yeah those those and those those things
0: are those chapters are, are part of who you are I mean you know, it's years later, and, and 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 anytime you're on a podcast, somebody's got you know people got to ask about it. You know, it's it's interesting. It's interest, and it's yeah, it's it's a it's a chapter of of whom, what makes Justin Justin. <laughs> yeah,
1: and going back to what you said, and I remember I wanted to say this was you know you were saying listening you know listening to people um, and not being related to running, but I I think especially with ultra running, I, I wanted to make this point was like. I've learned to listen to people and listen to my heart, but it's also taught me to listen to my body. You mm. know, so like going back to to ultra running, I think that's so important to be connected to yourself and listen to your body because uh, it's it's key to you know. Okay, am I thirsty? Am I, what do I need? You know, if you're not really connected to your body, you know, and nothing against listening to music, but if you're rocking out to music, you know, you're not listening, you're not feeling your mm. pace. You know, so I think there is a <clears throat> a, a connection with you know the the listening to people and listening to your own body which I know you know too. It's so is so important when you're doing doing an ultra when you're out there for twenty hours or you know, two hundred and forty miles, you know whatever distance people are doing. Seventy something miles with two hundred and forty <laughs> miles.
0: Yeah. I wasn't gonna yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. it.
1: Things uh, happen.
0: yeah. But uh well you know and, and I yeah, I agree hundred percent and I, I, I don't know, do you do you listen to headphones you have headphones on a lot when you run
1: or are you kind of I am I don't usually listen the headphones sometimes I have like a little I have the little Nathan Rob Carr pack and I will put my phone in there if I'm doing a long run and I'm going slow and it's a Purposefully slow run, um, but generally I don't listen to to music. I'm yeah. I actually don't have a pair of headphones, so gotcha. it has to be on speaker. And then I don't want to annoy and people. You're, you're or, that guy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> rocking out, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, no, I, I and I go I, I both ways too. I'll listen to stuff, but I, I like doing races where, especially races where I'm not listening to anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just to be, to be present. Yeah. To listen to listen to my myself and my body and 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 what's what's happening so well so for you running did you did you run did you do
1: sports and stuff as a as a as a kid or was that i i didn't um well okay <laughs> i i did um i tried um but i was <laughs> the epitome of unathletic i was so um i would so i played football my eighth and ninth grade year um in in you know school high school um and I was the slowest guy on the team. Well, actually, there was one lineman that was, was slower than I was. But I, I just, I was so uncoordinated. Like, I didn't know how to use my body, you know? Yeah. Like, I was one of those really just uncoordinated kids growing up. And um, so I tried football. Um, and... Uh, you know when you're that young and we, we didn't have a very good team so we just <laughs> ran the football like our quarterback wasn't like a very good so they put me as a wide receiver because they just said they okay justin go run you know just run the corner off and Distract you know, yeah so uh, i don't i never caught a pass in two years um and i think they threw to me once and um i I got hit before the ball got to me, so they actually it was pass interference. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. my one chance. It I worked. see the ball coming, and then bam, I get hit. And but whatever. So um, yeah, I didn't. I, I did the, actually in football. What changed that path? Because I love football, you know, growing up. But uh, I actually um, volunteered to be running back, and um, and they threw together like this offensive line that had the first string defense in there. And of course they they didn't block. And I got hit and I had like two guys on my back and I was trying not to like fall on my stomach because I didn't want to get the wind knocked out of me. So I decided to put one knee down instead. And when I did that, um, my hip made a bunch of noise and it um, shattered my hip and dislocated my hip. Oh, wow. That ended my uh, football career. How old were you then? (laughs) I was... 15, 14 or 15 I think I was a freshman um, so yeah maybe 14 so um, you had had to have surgery pins or whatever I, or I didn't like have that. surgery okay. so what happened was the um, the 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 ball in the socket the ball kind of slipped it slipped out, and it just shattered the edge of the cup off, okay. so in the small pieces. So, of course, I mean, I had to go to the hospital, and they did, um, I think it was a CT scan that they did. And they were really small, fine pieces, you know, so yeah. it wasn't like a big break, you right, know. Right. It was like, I mean, it was a shatter, but it just kind of slid out of socket and broke some some of the edge off. So um, they said I could be in a full body cast because what they said was the I was young enough that my body would – um, dissolve the chips if I don't move it. If I move it, obviously it's going ir- to irritate it. So they're like, either we put you in a full body cast, you know, f- for, I can't remember what it was, it was like four weeks or f- five weeks or something, or you're on crutches uh, for 10 weeks with no weight. And I was like, I'll take crutches, please. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> Alex, for 200. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I did crutches and I just had no weight on it, but um, the issue I developed was huge atrophy, not using one leg for 10 weeks and one leg for the other. Um, I developed a, a horrendous limp after that, um, just favoring it. And I had that when I started running, and I realized I'm going to get hurt, you know, if yeah, I have yeah. a big limp. Like, I was a real bouncy runner, so um, I had to work through that when I started running. But, yeah, so I didn't really play sports. Um, growing up, I I tried um, I tried to track team actually, um, but I hated running, so I was a pole vaulter because you didn't have to run very much. <laughs> nice. You had to run like a, a, you know a four or eight hundred to warm up, and uh, but I was terrible at it. I never went to a track meet um, before football. I actually tried basketball in high school, and um, I played for one year, and I didn't even suit for a game. So I thought, well, basketball's not my sport. Um, I couldn't dribble with my left hand, which was a problem. Yeah. Um, I was and I wasn't very good with my right hand either. so <laughs> But yeah, so I didn't I did I didn't do any sports in high school. Got you, got or college for that matter. And so you, you discovered running, ended up in a,
0: a really cool area in Oregon to run. And so you did did a fifty k. What was your first? Um, so you did fifty ks. What was your first? Like uh, I don't know, hundred mile or, or what? What? How did it progress from there?
1: Yeah, so you've done some big races. I, but... I have, yeah, I've, I've done some big races and some really dumb runs over the years. And uh, so I I had moved. Um, so going to college, you know, I was a little bit later in life and I weighed 225 pounds when I was in college. So I was a... a I can't imagine a, a, that. I, I can't imagine you at 225 pounds. Was, dude. That's crazy. was a, a portly young man. Um, <laughs> and so I moved to Colorado and started um, r- when I got the job um, in Boulder. I actually lived in Denver at the time, but there were lots of city parks and people were running and I was like, wow, maybe I should run, you know? So I, I started running. I did a couple of road marathons and um, the, actually, well yeah i did too and um i the f- first one i trained for I, d- I did it all improper and i didn't get long runs in but i'm like oh well i did 11 miles the next weekend and and maybe i should do 17 this weekend and those were, those runs just killed me you know yeah. it's like when you jump when you don't do proper training when your body's not used to it like yeah. your body hates you it's not fun no yeah. no no so i the first re- i signed up for the Denver marathon and the first one i only got to like I think I did a 17 mile run and it just felt like death. So I, I and that was like two weeks prior to the race. So I decided not to do the race because I wasn't ready. Yeah. So then I trained properly. The the following year I had a little better training block and and completed that. But so after that um, I did a couple of 50 ks. And um, and then so I'd done a couple of ultras. I ended up in Oregon and with those people and, and um, with um, Hal's group there. And um, then uh, uh, they there was a fifty mile race. So I kind of did my first fifty on a little bit of a whim. I mean, I'd done some ultras and done a lot of you know like trail running and um, uh, and it just wasn't a great experience. I think I, I mean it was an okay time. It was like ten for your first. When I think it was like ten fifty or something, and it was on yeah. the PCT in Oregon. So it was beautiful, a yeah. little high elevation. Um, but um, so, so then of course you know with all those guys and Hal and the group running there, like um, they were like hundred miler, and and I never at that point really considered running that far. Yeah. Um, but so I signed up. My first race was Pine the Palm in, okay. in um, I think it started in Williams, Oregon, and ended in Ashland. And it's the race Hal puts on. And um, I, my, of course, I had huge time goals, you know, like I wanted to run, you know, under 20 hours, you know, and which was just stupid because I has 20,000 feet of gain and my first 100. <laughs> but, you know, everyone does that. You yeah. just, you I still st- do. I still do. You know, crazy <laughs> going, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, I- I'm not going to do this. <laughs> yeah. So I DNF my first one. Okay. Um, and I, cause I just didn't know what the heck I was doing yeah. and I just, I ran too fast and didn't do my nutrition, you know, I mean, it's just all the classic rookie mistakes. And so my second one, I was like, well, I'm trained up. I should just try another one. And so my second one, and I think it was only a month later maybe, um, was, uh oh, what's that race called? Um, it's, uh, uses a lot of the PCT, um, uh, it's Timothy Lake, uh. Oh, crap. I forget what it is. It'll come to me in a second when okay. i to think about it. But um, I did um, – so I started – the race was going really good. I did no crew, no pacer because I just thought, you know, this is the way I want to do it. Um, and it was the inaugural year of the race, and they ended up um, – canceling the race when i was at mile 71 because of the weather like it was a 100 year storm so it was it was it rained i think in a total of six inches that weekend there were 50 mile per hour winds Um, i'm sensing a theme here with some of your your races (laughs) yeah right there's 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 bad stuff um that, that can happen out there so um but yeah so anyways it it um it was uh so I, they ended up uh, DNFing, um, they canceled that race, so no one finished that race. And... Um, that stinks. Yeah, so, so my third, so I, the next year, I, I tried another, another race, um, the San Diego 100, as my, my third attempt at 100. And um, so that's like hot deserty, you yeah. know, southern Southern exposed. California exposed. But I went down there. I ran the whole course like a month before, over a weekend, you know, because there's like some out and back sections, so you don't have to run 100 miles for the whole weekend. Yeah. But um, I ended up um, developing the first time ever I'd had um, asthma, so like an exercise induced asthma. But I had no idea what was happening. I just knew like things felt really hard you know like I was running and I was like man why am I so out of breath running and um, it just slowly got worse and I started um, clearing my throat a lot and then you know miles later I started coughing and then the cough became more continuous and and then I noticed like I had to start walking but even when I was walking I couldn't catch my breath like I just couldn't I wasn't putting the piece, pieces of the puzzle together yeah. to know what was happening and um, so I got to um, I was somewhere in the 40s or 50s, and um, I, I could no longer talk. I coughed so much that I had, like, you know, coughed my vocal cords raw, and um, I couldn't really talk, and so I got in the aid station, and my crew was like, you could tell that they were worried. I just looked like garbage, I yeah. guess. And, um, so I sat down, and, um, you know, the medical personnel, of course, came over, and um, somehow in the blur of, like, you know, my, my, my blood oxygen level actually was in the seventies and I, I didn't, I was so out of it kind of mentally. The next thing I know is there's an ambulance and a fire truck there and I have oxygen mask on and they're, they're cutting my bib off. And I was like, what just happened? Like, um, that's crazy. So, so yeah, I DNF'd, um, uh, my, my third one. Um, so, so, so for anybody listening,
0: all right, so we we're going to get into a lot of the things that Justin's done. But for anybody listening, um, so his first hundred miler DNF, second one got pulled from the course, third one DNF. So I just just because because I want people <laughs> people need to you know they see, they see a lot of the things that happen that you know things we accomplish and all, but it's not all yeah. you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. we crash and burn too. And yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's that's you know figuring out the body. And and that's you know the 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 biggest lesson I think we can learn from ourselves is when we fail you know and yeah. so I learned oh okay I need not have ambitious goals the first time you know because that just killed me and I I learned my nutrition so I made that stuff better my second one but then the weather canceled it so and then I was like well even if you are ready yeah the you know something else can happen and then the th- you know the third time it was. Um, I didn't realize this about my body is that dry, sandy, arid stuff bothers my lungs. And it, it gave me, you know, kind of an exercised allergen induced asthma. Um, so, so yeah. So um, what was my, my first is, is that,
0: uh, that the asthma and know because I remember when you said that, I remember us talking about that before, um, cause I was looking at San Diego and, and, uh, you know, you told me you had been out there. Mm. Is that something
1: that, uh, have you had issues with that again or do you do i yeah it it has continued um i feel like it's gotten a little bit better um but it is something so um i do have um a a butyrol inhaler now um, for when that happens but i actually haven't used that in years because there's um a i kind of avoid dusty races for that reason because you just breathe that stuff in and it just it irritates I feel like I'm I'm talking about it and I feel like I'm having the issue <laughs> yeah, now. I'm like, I'm give like me oh, an I'm clearing attack my throat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also um a a pomologist, pomologist, a lung doctor yeah. told me one time he, he um the pursed lip breathing where you hold your lips together and you like it's kinda like you you know, you're blowing, so you're you're create you're basically opening up those little air pockets in your lungs by f- making a lot of air pressure in there, and that has helped huh. over so yourself. I feel it coming on. Um, that that's helped kind of minimize that without doing the inhaler. So, and actually, my inhaler. Um, expired uh i think two years ago and i haven't i haven't re-upped it because i've feel like i've more naturally dealt with the asthma and and slow down you know the first time it happened i didn't know i was supposed to slow down i just kept running hard and that's what put me in the hole and almost in the hospital but um so yeah i I, so my first um 100 i think it was was it love it 100 that was my first one um
0: Called up your, your to sign up, but Why there's I, I think remember. there's another Justin Walker out there. Oh yeah,
1: there's yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a common name. <laughs> yeah. I, I think my first one was. I see Leadville on here. No, that's 2006. That that one's not me. Okay, um, <laughs> it's yeah, another guy. Yeah, um, I think it was. I think it was Love it, Okay. Um, when once I moved back to Oklahoma, um, so this is I all those attempts were out west, which are on like mountain arid stuff because living in the mountains, um, so. Yeah, so I believe Love It was my first one, um, and um, but you know, taking all those mistakes, it took me you know probably three years and and four tries to finish my first one. But that's you know, you just learn, you know, yeah. like it's it's like life, like running is is you learn from your mistakes, you grow from those mistakes, and um, so yeah, I love it. I mean, it was. Not, it's not an easy first one. It's no. in central Arkansas, like 20,000 feet of gain, you know, um, and it, it was, of course, a miserable a weather event. It rained <laughs> the first 18 hours. You start Friday night, which I love. I actually yeah. like starting the night because you're kind of fresh yeah. that first night, you know, mentally. Um, but yeah, it's just rocky, technical. It's you know the um, it, it, it was a booger, but but I but well, I got it, it done.
0: You play second, and you did it at twenty five eleven, which is great for love it. So, like yeah, so yeah. It evidently you came together and you nailed it. You know yeah.
1: Um, well, and I had done. I mean, it, you know, I felt like a pro. At, at this point, yeah. a, attempt number four, you know, um, and, you know, I'd done, I'd done several other ultras, done a lot of, in Oregon, we did a lot of like, you know, kind of fat ass runs, you know, fat ass ultras where they, they don't go on your ultra sign up. It. So we were, we were always doing 50K type runs and yeah. big, big river runs on, you know, the rogue river. And um, so by the time I finished, but man, when I, I remember um, I, I had, um, I had a, a crew out there helping me and. I was—I know I had one mile left, and I and I got to the road, you know, and it was just easy road running, and I decided I I was like, okay, I feel like a pro, so I want to act like a pro when I finish. So I, at mile ninety-nine, I just let it out. I cried, and I actually caught my foot on a rock on the edge of the road and fell because yeah so I'd done all this like trail running and not fallen and then on the road I fall because I'm you know I'm crying and, and bawling but it was such a I mean you know your first first 100 when you finish is such a, a, a emotional journey oh, yeah. and mine felt like a journey times four because you know it was a um, a long time coming to, to finish that that first one but yeah so I, d- I did well I mean I, d- I got second place um, I actually me and the leader ran together for the first 60 miles and then um and then the wheel started wobbling a little and i had to slow up and he he went on i think he did sub just under 24 hours 23 something but um but i got it done so i'm i'm,
0: I'm actually uh, r- r- real quick while we're talking because i'm looking at love it for february i hadn't done it yet and i've, I've I hiked a part of that trail it's beautiful you know uh it's a yeah. nice trail so
1: uh so we'll pause and uh, ask for any advice for Love It. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would say definitely, you know, get on some more technical single track trails. There's some pretty rocky sections. Yeah. Um, there's. They're a little bit longer climbs too. I feel like um, they—they're not sharp, short climbs. They're mm-hmm. just kind of longer grinds. And if you're not doing so well, it's a, if you're having to hike the hill, it's a long, you know. There's a couple yeah. of long hills, like a couple mile like stretches where you're just kind of slowly heading up. And um, but uh, the weather is a major. Factor with Love It. Like, I, I was going out to work in aid station um, a couple years ago, and they were just having horrendous flooding. Um, oh. And they actually had to cancel. The, the uh, Forest Service pulled their permit <sighs> the day before the race. Um, I remember because, that. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of the river crossings. They showed the video, and it was like, yeah, yeah. you're not going to cross that <laughs> <Yeah>. safely, you <laughs> yeah. know? So, um, but, uh, so I... Uh, but yeah, so weather's a major factor there. It's um, typically not super cold, but I mean it's February, Arkansas yeah. winter, you know, so thirties, um, maybe forties to fifty during the day. But um, but the rain, it always seems to be rainy, like yeah. at least, and um, it's just a rainy time of the year, I guess there. But yeah, I'd say definitely get some a lot of miles at Turkey, you know, for yourself yeah. Um, yeah. or anyone else that's that's looking at it is just get get on trails and do do a lot of climbing. It's it's um, it it lives up to that twenty thousand feet of, of gain. Gotcha, good. My parents live out
0: not too far from there, so uh, I'm hoping I can get some time out on the course. So oh we'll yeah, see.
1: I'm sure you'll do well yeah.
0: with your your experience. We'll see. Yeah, see, yeah. You never know. <laughs> if, if you do, it, yeah. Like we said, you never know. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, um, so so you, you got that hundred miler under your belt. Um, how, how did your body? I always like to ask, like especially when you finish your first one. How did your body react? Did you have because like my my ankles and feet swole when I finished my first hundred? Did you? Uh, in,
1: yeah, how did you feel? I definitely had kinkles. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I had like sausage toes and like ballooned old feet, and it's you know, weird. yeah, it is. It's and it it was really just my first one where I had that issue. Same, um, same. I don't yeah. know if you know things constrict blood you know vessels constrict and it just you get swelling in the feet but yeah I mean my ankles were all purple you know and um it just I remember I took a picture um with my belt buckle and then like I was like tiger balm and like something else in the picture and my feet you know it was like (laughs) my my toenails were fine you know like I've I actually never really had issues I've lost maybe one toenail but I usually don't have toenail issues or blister issues um, but um, it, my my feet were just so swollen, and yeah, yeah it took. I, I definitely that was. I, I think over time, the more volume you build into your body, the bigger your base is, the the quicker you recover. You yeah, know? I mean, you know, some of these guys, you know, that do hundreds a lot. You know, they have huge bases, so yeah. their body absorbs the run that they abuse a little bit better and recovers, you know, processes the, all the recovery a little quicker. Um So
0: I think, think a lot of, I mean, it's all, it's all it's distance, but I think a lot of it depends on how hard you run it too. Cause you got, you got guys, I mean, like look at, look at pumpkin. You got, uh you got iron Will. you got Renee and, oh, and yeah, all yeah. those guys who are just like, they just did a hundred last weekend. They're doing one and they have one next weekend and, and they just, they just kind of keep plugging away, but they're not enough. I mean, those guys are, Legendary with what they're doing, yeah. but they're not like, um, they're not hammering, you know, they're not yeah. out there pushing hard and and uh, you know, to win a race or anything, but they're getting it done, you know, and yeah, so they just one one race is training for the next and they just kind of do yeah. it, yeah. And I,
1: I think the people that do multiple ones like they don't do much running during the week if they're doing back to back, you know, like I, I think Micah did that this last weekend, he ran the 125. And then turn around and did some. Oh, he did, I didn't realize he did yeah, that. Yeah, he did 125 at, at at a Heartland, and then did the hundred mile race and got a 23 something. Dude, that's some amazing! 24. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was all right.
0: It, all right. Mad respect for Micah, uh,
1: man. Big shout um, out but to him. Yeah, I feel like, and of course, I mean. I think Micah pushes a little harder, but I talked to him afterwards. He's like, yeah, I'm done for a while. Yeah. So he's not, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. won't be tagging another one next weekend. Cause I think he, yeah, he definitely pushes harder, but, um, but yeah, it comes down to how hard you push, you know? I mean, and, and I'm, you know, Will and those guys are any, like they're pushing their body, but in a different way for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, there's a little less muscular breakdown. I think um, when you're not really firing the muscles and running, running faster, but, but, yeah, it's just it's it's a like a different, uh, different kind of uh, branch of ultra running. You yeah. know, like you can push your body for speed, yeah, or you can push your body doing multiple. You know, it, it's really two kind of different arms yeah. of five entry. and ten k guys are
0: like what, speed, haha. You know, what I'm yeah, <laughs> speed, I know. You know. Yeah, but but like when you know when when you go into a race and same th- same thing with with me, I I like I always want. I want to, I want to be able to say I I did this race the fastest I could do it, you Mm -hmm. know, and if if it, if it means a podium or whatever, but you know, and I mean, I think you're kind of the same too. It's not in the beginning. You just, you want to get it done maybe when you first, your first one, but then you, you,
1: I don't know. Yeah. You start, you start looking at the clock. It's like, okay, I finished that. Wonder what I could do it in next, you know? So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I, I am more time oriented now than, than I have been, um, And, um, yeah, it just, it, it, you want to, I, I feel like you're the same way as I want to see what I can get out of myself, you know, see, see how good, how, how quick I can be at a, at a certain distance, you know, um, and even right now, I've even kind of branched off of ultras and have been doing a lot, a lot of faster stuff. Before you know, of course, air quotes get too old. You know, I'm I'm now in my 40s, so um, I'm trying to run. You know, a, a 450 mile, trying to okay. trying to still get under 18 minutes in a 5k, which I I, sh- I should be able to do that soon. Nice. Um, and running fat, I'm gonna try to get under 118 and a half. You know, so just working towards towards some goals of just different. That's you know. That's a fast half, dude. That, yeah, that's yeah. quick. I mean, my, my my PR is like 125 or something. I hadn't done a lot of halves, but yeah. still, that's that's quick, dude. Well, that's, I did my first my first stab at it, which was only on four weeks of training. I did um, the the weekend before Pumpkin Holler. I did um, Prairie Fire half, and I did um, 121. So nice. Um, that that was my first first stab at it, and I think maybe in december i'll take another stab and try to go sub sub 120 so um which i think i'll be able to do the the 121 was i don't want to say it was easy but um it was i i recovered quickly and didn't have any issues and and finished my last bit stronger yeah. so i know i know i can squeeze some more out of the body right now so um, I'll shoot for sub 120. That's on cool. my next goal. But I know you had a goal
0: before you moved to to Wichita. You were you were trying to win a race at uh, at each distance. So whatever, how, yeah. how'd you how'd you do with that? I know you had a hundred. Uh,
1: yeah, where are you on that, man? So yeah, I've I've had there's kind of and since I turned 40, I have a, a, another goal just to to put out there. But um, so yeah, one of my goals is just to be well rounded at all distances. You know, so that's uh, half the reason why. I'm going back to some shorter distance stuff because if you if you don't you know that that blade gets dull you know you yeah mine, get mine's too pretty rusty. dull right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: to be honest mine's dull right now
1: <laughs> and it takes yeah. a long time to get all that sharpened back yeah. up. so so I've I've been working on speed now um, so yeah I, I'm trying to win a race at every distance so I've done um, I've won 5k. 10k. I haven't run a 15k, and I also haven't won a half. So I got I got those two to do. I've won a marathon. Um, I haven't won a 50k yet. Really? Yeah. So I, I gotta I gotta do that. I've yeah. won a 50 mile. Um, I've won. I haven't won a hundred k either. I've won a hundred mile. Okay. Um, so so I got a few distances left. But after I turned 40, I I came up with a new goal of I want a PR every. Um, Distance or PR every race that I've done um, over forty. So I want to be faster over forty than I was under nice. forty. I like it. Um, I it's like just it. to just to push the body yeah, in, yeah. in different ways, and I, I don't. Know, I think having goals is so good. It just keeps you driven, even when you're you know, even if you don't have a race. Like with COVID, like races have been falling left and right, you know. Yeah. But. I'm still driven because I have a goal that's separate from races, you know. Like, yeah. and uh, mine could be a time trial too. Like, I'm I'm fine with that, but really, I would like races. But like, yeah. I did PR um, my 50 mile. Um, Wait, did I do that when I was over forty? Oh yeah, I was over forty. Whew. okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was close. Next day, next I next day. did a, <laughs> a, an FKT on a, a, a little trail system in, in Wichita and um, PR'd my fifty mile. And then I decided oh, I'm done. I didn't want to do the hundred k FKT, so I sat for fifty minutes. But then I got up and still finished the the FKT. <laughs> it's good that
0: you got a break, it still it yeah. yeah
1: yeah. It was a it was a shuffle at the end, but I still still did the. I think so. It was a it's a thirty. It's like a 50K out and back, and I did it twice It's the double out and back on a uh, rails to trail. So it's flat and super easy. Yeah. So I PR'd my, my 50 mile and then set the FKT for the the double out and back. Nice. nice. Now, uh, here, here's a little bit tidbit. I've never run 100K. Really?
0: Yeah, never did 100K. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a weird distance because you almost have to train like, I mean, you can kind of train like a 50 mile, but it's... There's not a lot of 100Ks out there. Those, those yeah. metric, you know. There's a lot of 50Ks, but 100K is, yeah. Yeah, just never because,
0: and my brain, it, I don't know, you know, if I'm gonna tra- do a lot of that training, it's like ah, just get the
1: buckle. You know? Yeah, <laughs> the, I know. You know, it's yeah. hard to. It is. I think I've only raced maybe once. I did the gorge 100K. Um, maybe I've done 200Ks, but um, I haven't done a lot of 100Ks. Yeah. But I did that. You know the FKT for for fun skis and nice. I guess technically that pr my my hundred k distance. Yeah, <laughs> as well. well, well, we need, we want to get into your big FKT, but first, um,
0: you um, you did you, didn't you do uh you've you've done some other big hundreds didn't you do
1: Wasatch and some of the other mm-hmm. you know mountain? Yeah, I've done um, Wasatch, I've done uh, Bighorn, um, and you've done some of those while you were living here in Oklahoma. Correct. Yeah. So, so Flatlander, Flatlander can can go out and do it it may not it may not be pretty (laughs) um and you may you may struggle but uh, yeah i've had a i've had a a goal to run hard rock for a while um and so i'm always i always pick up a qualifier you know to to keep to keep um just to i actually haven't put in yet because it just that was like for me that's like the granddaddy of, of mountain 100s, you yeah. know, um, and maybe, maybe UTMB is up there with that. But, like, Hard Rock, I just love the San Juans. And that's – I go – every summer I go camp. I've, I've run nearly every – or hiked every section of the Hard Rock course. Really? Um, it's just a – it's a magical place. I love the San Juans. They're so rugged and so remote. You know, you yeah. really feel minuscule when you're out there, which is just a good feeling, like, mm. I think we – often feel like we're supreme and we're so big you know but I, I I just love the feeling of like we need to feel small to to really appreciate the things around us and who we are so. yeah puts things in perspective man yeah you know um, yeah I agree,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, so uh, yeah. So you've gotten to do some uh, up until. Um, I mean, what, what's been your your? I guess the race where you feel like you've gotten the most out of yourself, or your. I don't, I don't I hate to say favorite race, but like, what's what's been like a race that you finished and you just been like real, um, <laughs> just felt real good about it,
1: whether it was a good time or not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that you enjoyed it. You know, honestly, I think my um, not my last one hundred, but the hundred before Bighorn. Um, I was living, I living, still living in Kansas, but trained in Kansas for it, which is even flatter than Tulsa. I mean, there's like, uh, there's no hills in yeah. Kansas. Like we we have to go run the edge of a dam, you know, embankment to, to get any gain, which is just like sounds ter- like what we did in Louisiana parking towers yes. and you know, up yeah, exactly, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, the um, stairwells of parking towers that that are that, that you could have some air moving through it, so it's not a sauna in there, but. um but I think I probably was most um, proud of that because um, I, the training was was hard to get in. I mean, I would have to drive two hours to get some longer hilly runs, and they're yeah. still Kansas Hills, you know, it's the Flint Hills, so it's not like yeah. you're getting big, long gains. It's like... Oh, I got 150 feet in two miles. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, like, like having to drive two hours for that. Yeah. Yes, it's a good yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, like, so you got to you got to do what you got to do. You know, and I did some treadmill time too, but yeah. treadmill's just it's hard to, to really uh, be. You need you need that like stabilization of un- yeah. un- unstable surface on your your feet to, to 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 feel like you're really trained well. But I think Bitcoin It just that they almost um, that year. I think it's 28. Or maybe it's 2019. I can't remember. I think it's 2019. And it was the... No, it wasn't last year. Ah, whatever it was. Um, They had a whole bunch of snow still up top. Like, it was a big snow year. Um, And the the snow melt was just terrible. So, the trails... I mean, Bighorn's notorious for its mud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a... A, a nasty course, you know, in terms, I mean, it's a beautiful course, but it's just, it can get nasty, you know, if, if you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean. So yeah. it, it just had mud and then lots of snow up top. Um, and um, it was a struggle. I, they extended the cutoff and I actually needed that. I was, I, wow. for the first time ever, I had chased cutoffs and being like, you know, more of a, a faster runner, you know, kind of front of the pack guy. Um, it, it was Um, A humbling, really cool experience to be uh, walking out race, basically, you know, and and struggling mightily. And um, um, so it it was a – I think I was probably most proud because I probably wanted to quit more than any other time, (laughs) except I didn't – you know, I didn't have a way out if I quit. Like, I had to just get back because I didn't want to, like – you know, i i didn't I didn't have a crew for the race. So it's not like just, you, you know, hop in your crew car and you drive yeah. home. It's like okay, you got to wait. You know, three hours for someone to pick you up. You know, uh, just whatever. Walking. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think I was probably most proud. of it. And it's just a beautiful course. And the they that race they they do great with their. It's just such a community feel. I mean, yeah. that's the way a lot of ultras are, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I just love the mountains. So um, yeah. I probably was enjoyed. The suffering of that race, the most I would say. The, I guess one of the, one of the things when you talk about suffering is like, so I, I've had
0: a race where I went into it with with goals, you know, kind of wanting to race it, and then when when I realized um, that that wasn't going to happen, and and part of the, part of this this particular race, is I wasn't physically uh, prepared with stuff to 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 basically slog out to grind out a, a slow. It was cold uh, through the night and, and, uh, I was, didn't have, you know, the th- to be able to dress for that and everything, but, mm-hmm. but, 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 but the mindset, you know, when, when I realized, that, oh crap, this is not going to be, I'm not going to finish this and near the time. And, and man, the, I don't know, that messed with me. I, I DNF that ra- particular race. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. W- w- did you go into big, Ho- just while we're talking about big horn, yeah. did you go into that like with, with goals and, and then, uh, how were you able to kind of flip that switch and
1: just kind of. You know, I, I, I think that switch was almost slipped before. I, okay. I, I think I knew, you know, <clears throat> I didn't have really time goals, you know, um, because I knew my training just didn't support that, you know, like yeah, I've yeah. run enough now to know when, when I can, you know, <laughs> flip that switch before and try to go um, versus, you know, when I know it's going to be a, a, a struggle. So um, I guess I didn't really have to. Do that in that race. I mean, when you, I, I have done that in races when you have to flip that switch. One of them was um, Lugaroo, One of your um, oh, races yeah, yeah. in your your home area was I was trying to um, run a fast time. It was actually part of my prep for um, the, the Trans Oklahoma run. I did as um, I ran Pumpkin, and then like six weeks later, I did the Lugaroo. and um, so I was trying to run it fast too because I really wanted to plenish myself, but um, I. Um, I um, what was his name? Um, oh, a guy out of Salt Lake City that runs for Ultra, Mark. Mark. Oh, Hammond. Um, Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. He was there <laughs> yes. running that race. So I thought. I would try to keep him in sight for a while, but man, that dude was running so fast. I think he ran like a fifteen hour or something. Man. Oh yeah, he smashed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he he crushed it. But so I tried to kind of keep up with him that first loop. But then I thought this is stupid. I probably shouldn't be running this fast. So I slowed down. But my problem with that race, which you know, I was trying, I was trying to do it under twenty hours, and um, I. When it's a five loop race, you know, and you have to turn when you get back to the start finish, you have to turn right on the road to go back up to the the aid station uh, to the start finish. Yeah. Well, I was just, you know, bugging. I could hear it and I just kept thinking, well, I should turn soon. And I missed the sign to turn and I started the second loop and um, I ran maybe it was maybe like two and a half miles. till I got to the road where you cross the bridge over one of the, the bayous or whatever. And I realized, wait a minute, I've already been here. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I missed a turn, didn't I? And Because I knew I was over a mile at that point, you know, over yeah. miles. And and so I had the – and, you know, I remember Edie saying, you know, you have to check in at the start-finish every loop. Yeah. And I just thought, man, do I want to <laughs> turn around and go back and do what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> or do I continue it and play dumb and do it twice the next time or something, you know? So. But man my my consciousness got the best of me so yeah. I turned around and, and ran back and then started seeing all these other runners and um, a couple of guys that had been down there for a race before and they' were like, oh no no, they're cool they'll let you just do the out and back twice you know don't don't run all the way back and I was like no I have to yeah yeah and so but I got so frustrated I remember getting back and I, this is probably the stupidest, Thing I've ever done and of course you learn your lesson but I got back and I was so mad I like threw my water ball down and I was just upset at myself and you know that, that I missed because the, the, the sign was there and you know like I just missed the turn you yeah. know and um, I, I was just a baby I was just a big baby because I had time goals <laughs> yeah. and now I yeah. ran five extra miles yeah. you know maybe, yeah. maybe four four miles extra on my first loop. And that's a and pretty technical area, that first loop bit. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots of little <laughs> yeah, sharp, of up and sharp and down roots and yep. yep yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> so um, so I started my second loop and I just this started falling apart. And yeah. um and that it's such an easy race to because you're you're it's a looped race so you can quit you know whenever you get back start you're back home every so twenty miles I, man I started my <laughs> second loop and the wheels just fell off and I was like ah forget it I'm just gonna quit at forty you know just do two loops and call it a good training run because I was yeah. you know working towards a bigger goal um, and and so I got back and I was like well maybe just a, maybe a hundred k would be better just do you know do roughly hundred k you know do three loops. So, you know, I struggled around, you know, and got out again and finished the third loop. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess, you know, it'll start cooling off and, you know, maybe, maybe I'll go out for the fourth, you know. And so, you, you know, I, I I flipped the switch and my fifth loop, man, I walked a lot. I, I walked yeah. a lot of that fifth loop and um, I had just had, yeah, I had to flip the switch from trying to go sub 20 to just finishing, you know, yeah, and I think, yeah. I can't remember what I did. I think it was like 25 or 26 hours is one of, it, yeah. it, one of my, it's my slowest, you know, air quote cool, easy race, fast race. Um, yeah. you know, I've had slower mountain races, but that's a mountain race. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I just, that was just become, yeah, I was just suffering, you know, yeah. for the sake of, 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 finishing, you know, but I, I had driven all the way down there from, from Tulsa to, to finish a hundred and, um, and I did, I just had to, but yeah, the aid stations are great. That I, I really love that experience down there, you know. All yeah, the, it's all good, the... good people, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: My peeps. Uh, I um, The next time I went to one of those mountain races, um, I went in with, I still had goals, but I went in knowing that uh, it was the silver heels of high elevation, oh, and I yeah. knew the elevation could mess with me and all yeah. that, because I was part of the issue with the previous one. But I went in at knowing that, okay, I might just have to grind it out. And 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 I ended up having to grind it out, you know. Yeah. Uh, at that up to that point, I'd never every hundred had been under twenty four hours, and this one was thirty two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, but it's you know, got it done. You know, yeah. like, it, but it, but I, but I, but I'm pretty. I'm I'm proud that I got it done. You yeah. know, like that was one of them that was like, we oh yeah, had to dig deep. I had to had to, had to do it. You know. Yeah. Um, Flatlander, you know, yeah,
1: because it's easy when you struggle, it's easy to want to drop, especially you know, like being a faster runner. You know, it's it, when you're a little time centric, you know, yeah. it's if you're gonna have a slow time, you know, like it, you, you, it just looks not good, right? Your ultra sign up goes yeah, right. down, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, my the, percentage the vanity, is gonna go down. No, oh, no, yeah, the vanity in, in, <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the sport of, of 100 miles is, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's know. that, but but yeah, it, it's it's really humbling and it's good I, honestly it's good to to have bad experiences or you know slow experiences um because it just it teaches you more about the sport teaches you more about yourself you yeah. know if, character I'm building not, man yeah I, i'm not uh, when things go wrong shift shift gears i tell you i uh
0: and, and for people who are out like my, my first race was at at lugaroo when it was a uh, our cajun coyote mm-hmm. and uh, i remember I, I finished i had a pretty good time for my, my first one, but, and I, I remember being back in the camper and it was cold I, There were were snow flurries in South Louisiana. Duh. It was so cold. It was in the thirties. Oh, and geez. I remember the next morning and someone's coming up and I was in my parents' camper and, you know, still kind of shivering from, you know, and the rain just started pouring and I could think about all the people still on the trail oh, and man. dude, I had such mad respect for, and I saw pictures of water like knee high on that trail in the freezing cold, you know, like really cold. And I'm like, dude, those, those guys are tough, yeah, you know, to, yeah. to grind that out, just slow
1: grinding in that cold way. Yeah.
0: Ah, it, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's what, that's what I love about just ultras and, and in general is it's, it's such a, it's, it, what I always say it's it's 90% mental and then the other 10% in your head it almost truly is upstairs yeah. like your body will do it and you'll see that you know if you go to a race you, you know like you'll see all different body types all different ages like it doesn't matter what they look like it's like how much do they want it you know how much do they have that mental piece put together and that's honestly why it took me four attempts to finish one was I didn't have the mental side yeah. of it you know I had to develop that you know I had to, I had to I had this to, to fail to in order to succeed so yeah well, man. Um, so you made mention
0: of the, your your trans oki run, and so I mean this fits really good in what we're talking about because we're talking about races and buckles and times, and um, you decided you're going to run across Oklahoma from the tip. The I guess the I don't know furthest way possible from the from the tip, and I mean really, there's no no buckle there. There's no you know. There's just uh, just I guess an FKT in which. A lot of FKTs are happening right you know, now because of COVID, but that was before all that happened. Mm-hmm. So what, I don't know, what, what birthed this into your brain
1: and, and made you decide to, to do it? Well, so at the time um, I was here in Tulsa, I was taking um, a yoga training and I had developed my kind of meditation practice a little bit more, just that, that silent, silent, silencing the mind. You know, it's such a hard thing to do yeah. in today's world because of technology and you know all the distractions and um so um i had i i was had a very regular practice and i'm a little out of practice i've been getting back to it now as meditation because it's such a powerful powerful thing for for the mind um but i was meditating one morning and um i was coming out so my, my i'm pretty good at turning off the mind like i may be able to to silence it and i was coming out of the meditation. And my subconscious like um uttered it like said this in my head. It said, "You're gonna run across the state of Oklahoma and I remember sitting there and it was in the dark in my my apartment, and I popped my eyes open and i I, I verbally said, "You're gonna do what like i I physically questioned my own subconscious mind like I mean it was like the most like um, have you told this it's, to a therapist? <laughs> <Next> <laughs> again, it's, it's again. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's that's what that moment felt like yeah. because it was like two different Justins right there. It was uh, like this internal Justin, like, knew I was going to do this weird, crazy thing. And I never even thought about this before. Like, never thought about writing across. Like, uh, I mean, I've done hundreds, and yeah. that just felt like enough suffering that I'd ever want to do. But, like, in that moment, it, 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 that subconscious thought of, of just being silent and letting this internal voice or internal wisdom kind of take over um, the the moment and it was just as clear as day that I would do it but my coming back to like my reality and the conscious mind I had no freaking clue how to do it because <laughs> yeah. you know like I didn't even know how far it was I was like oh gosh what is that you know maybe 300 miles like I I had no idea so of course you know I get some coffee and you know I'd get the map out and map it out and I was like five hundred and eleven miles like what well, actually when i mapped it out, i said 521 but yeah. the actual the actual route that i did was 511 but so i hadn't you know like i there's no training plan for a 511 yeah. mile run like you you know so i had no idea like even how to approach it you know so um so yeah, that's how, that's how that was. Birth was just through a, a meditation. Um, it's it crazy. Yeah. So did you um, at the time? Did, I guess you, you you looked up what the FKT was. Uh, was that was that was that the route? So there? there it was. Um, so no one had actually officially done the FKT. I guess. Okay. Um, I had, you know, as I kind of put this out there through some of the other kind of. Um, local, you know, ultra runners around Oklahoma is, they, they said a couple of guys had um, do, had did it uh, a number of years ago um, and uh, I think they did it I, oh man, it's been years ago now I I think it was 13 days or something you know, like it was the equivalent of like 40 some miles a day or, or so, if I remember right and yeah. sorry if I'm misquoting it, but um, I knew I could do more than that, you know, if, if I put put my stuff together. and um, So uh, so I just made my own route, because there was no FKT across there, you know, okay. and this was back before it was a website, it was still a pro board, you know, like it was gotcha. the, the old yeah. school FKT yeah. <laughs> days. And um, so I, I kind of, you know, put together a route, and the first thing I did was, um, I went out, of course, Oklahoma is like a weird-shaped state, you know, it's like that you know, frying pan shape, you know, yeah. with the panhandle. And um, so most maps, the panhandle's on the back side of a map and the, the state is on the front side. So I had to buy two maps and I cut it out and taped it together and I pinned it on my wall and I I put it at the, the foot of my bed. So every morning I woke up, I saw the map. Every night I went to bed, I saw the map because I knew it was something that I had to believe that I could do and just visualize yeah. Running across the entire state because, you know, I, I knew my conscious mind couldn't uh, even get the idea of trying to finish this and run 500 miles, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, so, so yeah, I put that map together and I, I think that was so important and I, you know, put Sharpie down a route and, of course, when I first did it, I thought I'm going to do it in 10 days, you know. And, um, and so I, I started the process of training for that but after the first block you know my, I, I wanted to do it in the spring like it felt right when like flowers are blooming trees are blooming, like things are coming to life you know instead of like the fall i didn't want to do winter because i just don't like the cold yeah. and the summer would be stupid yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so i say the fall or spring and i chose the spring and the first spring i tried to attempt to do it or attempt to train to do it um i just didn't feel 100 healthy like it, it I had some niggles, you know, a month out from kind of my date, and I kind of roughly put a crew together, but things just didn't feel quite. It felt like the machine was a little rusty, like the overall machine, not just my machine, but yeah, the whole yeah. system. So, so uh, I decided not to do it, and I'd wait till next spring, which that would, I guess, it was 2018. I did that, um, and. Um, uh, that next block, I, would finally wrap my mind around it a little and gotten a better crew and route schedule and also kind of lowered my goal or raised my goal, whatever, however you look at that, um, to, to try to do it in eight days was, was my goal. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so,
0: so, um, did you, you know, one of the things when you just, you got to figure out which way to go, um, just why
1: did you choose left to right uh, west to east? you know um I know so as because people, the panhandle is yeah yes nothing. exactly as yeah. most people know there it is um no man's land yeah. literally and yeah. there's still signs out there there's no man's land yeah. um there's there's not much out there you know a few cities um and I knew that that would probably be the you know the the hardest part to run because there's no Landmarks to run to, you know. I mean, when you see a landmark, it takes you six hours to get there because you see it from a long ways away. You know, I always joke a fence post is the tallest thing you'll see out there. You know, there's not even a lot of electrical poles, you know, because there's not towns, there's not a lot of houses out there. So, um, I chose to do west to east because, um, a growing up in Tulsa, it's on the east side of the state, and I knew that I wanted to do kind of the I'll, I'll say most boring part because that's the way most people will say it but I love high desert like I love high that dry climate like out in western Oklahoma so I knew I'd be more mentally sharp to enjoy that yeah. and I, I figured if I did it on the back end I would hate it you know like yeah. it'd be like oh my gosh where where is freaking New Mexico you know like <laughs> yeah. I don't I can't see it um, so, so I, I did I did west to east just because I knew um it, I wanted to get to Tulsa kind of tired because that's where all my people were you know that's where I'd see all my friends and I knew that would mentally uh, lift my me up and my soul up and my spirits up Um, but that in the end kind of backfired because when I got tired Tulsa was a finish line like I just wanted to get to Tulsa for (laughs) like a day and a half and and I got there and I still had 100 more miles to go (laughs) and I was like well, this is gonna suck, and that's <laughs> yeah. the hilliest part, you know, yeah, is, yeah. is Eastern Oklahoma. Um, but so that that plan kind of backfired, you know, in that sense. But it it got me through two thirds, you know, or, or more of the of the state to, to, to get to Tulsa. So yeah, well, and for people that uh, we we talked a lot about,
0: you know, it being sea level and and flat out here, but when you're when you're out there running the roads there there's some there's some hilly roads and and some of the route you took you you had
1: to and the wind was uh the wind was a huge factor for you too wasn't it yeah so western oklahoma like, the panhandle is pretty flat. Yeah. But yeah. once you start getting to the eastern side of the panhandle, northwest Oklahoma, it actually gets pretty, i um, uh, uh say, hilly, you yeah. know. It, when you're running it, yeah. <laughs> correct. Yeah. When you're in a car, you know, you don't even notice. So, you know, your cruise control and your, yeah. your RPMs go up maybe, you know, 250, <laughs> you know, as you're going up the hill. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not much. But when you're running it, and, you know, I ran the side of, side of the highway, side of the roads, you know, Um and yeah western northwest oklahoma is hilly so um i think the worst um section was near woodward um and um it also was the weather was the worst that day um and our our buddy justin franklin um made a poor decision that he wanted to run with me out there and he chose that section that day <laughs> yeah um, bless his heart um i think it probably nearly Shout out to broke, Frank. Yeah. broke him too <laughs> yeah. but um that was the day that there was like um a southeast wind at uh, forty miles per hour gusting to like fifty five and and leaving woodward, my route was southeast um down to I think it was highway sixty four um, but um so I ran straight into the wind th- through the hills um, so I think he he chose he ran like a thirty mile section with me so almost a fifty k. Um, It had close to 3,000 feet of elevation gain in that 50k, with um, a 50, you know, 40 mile per hour headwind, and um, it was just like you. I was running hard, and I was barely moving. And I don't, I don't remember how long it took. Um, And there's no real shoulder. There's like a, you know, like a foot shoulder. You know, like they have the white line, and then they have the rumble strips uh, on the edge of the white line, and that's basically what I was running on. And through the hills, and um, it was also the first time that um, it, there was a bunch of um, like uh, cattle trucks coming into into Woodward, and um, i the first time that I had this experience, and it happened several times where I, I looked up and I saw this like um, fog. Like coming off the truck, I'm like, what is that? You know, and and I'm naturally a mouth breather because I have a very like narrow nose, so it's hard for me to. I'm not a nose breather when I'm running at all, and so I, I have my mouth open, looking up, and I'm like, what is that? What is that fog coming off the truck? And it passes and you, and it blasts you with a huge blast of wind, and then I feel it. It's actually that fog was wet, and. I realized it was urine from the animals in the truck, and it was so windy. It was, it was, you know, there was some, one of them like being out the side, you know, uh, and it would just sprayed. It sprayed me and Jay Frank with. Uh, it ended up being it was uh, pigs, um, and um, Dude. that was a, uh, you know, not only was the day hard and windy and hilly and hot, we were getting you know, pissed on by sad. animals. It yeah, it, it was so that I mean, yeah. it was the toughest section. Um, how many miles? Did, uh, how many days were you into there? So this, it there? yeah, what so mean? that was um, day four. So okay. I was, I was I mean, g- approaching like 200 and some miles um, into into it because I was, I was averaging about 60 days. So I guess it's like 250 miles yeah, in. Yeah, um, So you got some to,
0: fatigue built in. You oh, got,
1: yeah. And I that so that day was the day that I kind of um, mentally broke. I think physically I broke in day one. Like just having a 30 mile per hour headwind on day one was just like. I physically broke, you know, yeah. but the mental breakdown occurred on that day when it just, I was already very physically tired, but I still was pretty strong mentally, but that just broke me. And I cry, I cried. That was my first, my first big cry It was on, and probably my only actual really cry cry was, was, I was, I saw the RV where I, um, I would eat, um, so I ate, Four times a day in the RV, and then every hour I would eat at a crew car that I had. But I would sit down for twenty minutes and have a proper meal um, every every. Um, well, it was every roughly. Um, oh man, why is this making me it? It's like, um, oh well, yeah. Every fifteen miles is what I ended up doing. Um, it started at twenty, and I realized that was too far. I needed yeah. to eat more often than that, but. Um, so, but as I got in there, I was like, I have to, like I did with Love It, I had to get the cry out yeah. before the crew <laughs> saw me. But, yeah. but Jay Frank, he'd he'd run ahead and kind of told them that I I was not doing good, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm sure I said a little longer than 20 minutes there, but um, he's not doing good, and he smells yeah. like piss. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not sleeping in the RV tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, but that. So I continued on like another uh, another couple of uh, crew stops. And at the end of the day, I think what changed the scope of the trip for me was at the end of that day, um, and, and I had two friends out that day, and, and Candace Brown, that lives in Tulsa, she was one of them, and, and she was jogging with me on that last little section, and they were all set up where I was going to finish for the day, and I ran ran there, and I just, I felt so broken, like mentally, like I didn't know if I could go on, you know? Mm. like. Um, I'd physically kind of pushed through a lot, but I was mentally broken from the wind, the hills and being peed on by animals and, and um, I finished and I said no, I, I said, I'm going one more mile, you know mm-hmm. uh, I want to go one more mile to show myself when I'm like I'm about to cry think, like getting emotional thinking about this moment because I'm feeling it strongly right now but like I I knew I needed to just push, one more mile to show when I'm completely already been broken physically and I'm broken mentally that I could still go, you know? And so I jogged that mile out and we didn't say a word, but we just jogged it together. And by jog, you know, it probably wasn't much of a jog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, she may have been walking, but I was still trying to shuffle. Um, but I finished that mile and it just showed me that even when I was at my lowest of low, I could still go. Like I still had enough, like deep desire to do this massive goal that I'd set for myself. That when I was completely out, you know, I still got back up and and showed myself that there's more. And uh-huh. and that's like where what really enforces like these, you know, hundred mile runs and and you know multi day runs. It's 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 one hundred percent mental. Like. I I was physically breaking down or was broken down and but I could still go if I if I had the will to go I, I could do it you know so yeah. that was a huge changing point and the next couple of days were just like uh, like um uh what are they i can't think of the words like we are running like in bliss like easy and yeah. i also shifted to running more nights too so i was running at night a lot which was nice and cooler yeah but um just like a runner's high you know yeah. but it yeah. was like two days of it yeah. you know like a 100 and some miles of of kind of a runner's high but then then my the physical aspects started coming back in and it kind of snapped me out of that but um it was it was a yeah, that that break open point was a kind of so, sounds like that was like that 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 extra mile
0: was was a huge, I don't know, uh, so you know factor. Yeah. A, a click, a turning point, or yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was so.
1: like like the switch, like we were yeah. talking about earlier. Like it was a a primordial switch that had to flip on. You know, yeah. it was like, um, and. Um, I never, I never really questioned that I could finish it, but I really was uh, thinking, I don't know if my body could could do it. You know, I started yeah. getting into that mode of running out of mental fuel. You know, yeah. but I just, I, I broke and it, I just became raw and open, and um, I was able to just shift the gear, and um, then you know, it, the miles just clicked away after that. So, so. If- Physically, um, I mean, you, you know, I, you,
0: we, we enjoy running on trails. I, I love trails. I love dirt. Because mm-hmm. um, part of the reason is because the road is so hard on you. So so I remember when, when uh, you were coming into, um, uh, before you get into the Sand Springs area, and uh, we lived, that's when I lived out in that mm-hmm. area. And I remember, you know, keeping tabs on where you were and everything else. And I was like, I bet he's, and I had the kids in the car. And I'm like, let's go see if we can find him. And I remember seeing you. I don't. I don't even remember who was running with you at the time. And um, I remember there was an obvious limp, mm. kind of a, a shuffle limp, and your belly was distended. <laughs> yeah. And um, so. And, and I know you had this planned out ahead of time, you know, that you, I mean, you, you've got to fuel. And that's that's one of the reasons for Moab. I, I You know, when the tank's empty, you can't go anymore. Yeah. And so you had that planned out to fuel, but I guess you, your body gets to a point where it can only digest so much. And so I remember the look on your face and you smiled, but it wasn't the... Um, I could tell there was a lot behind that <laughs> smile. There yeah. was a lot of pain and hurt and, 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 you know, you were glad to see somebody else and yeah. whatever. And, I, you know, but I just... I just I, I got a, I got a visual right now and I remember how that looked and I was like, you know, my boy's hurting man, <laughs> you know? And so talk about a, a little bit about, you know, this is later on, this is, you're getting close to, to quote unquote home mm-hmm. and then still have more to go. And, and I mean, you got a few, a few hundred miles still yeah. to go and, and you're hurting,
1: you know, you're mm-hmm. hurting. So how did, how did that, you know, feel? Um, yeah. So I definitely, my, my body had changed. Um I, 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 I overall had lost weight, but man, my stomach, yeah, it was so swollen. Like I just had like a, I mean, it was like a big beer belly, you know, and (laughs) I, I normally don't have that big of a beer belly. Um, but, uh, yeah, just the body starts to have trouble digesting things and it starts holding on the things, you know? And I was, I was, um, I mean, I drank a crap ton of like electrolyte. I did PD light was my, my, my choice. Um, I think I, I can't remember. I think I did was it seven gallons or it's 13 gallons of Pedialyte over the whole thing. So I was wow. doing electrolytes and yeah. salty foods. I was eating a lot, but yeah. So my nutrition was just whole foods. You know, I tried to do as much yeah. whole food as possible. Um, I, I did green smoothies at night for kind of recovery and just to, um, get a lot of fiber in yeah. the system try to <laughs> break loose some things, um, to, to lose some weight in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, so yeah, it, those those last um, those last miles it, it, it was tough I was still able to eat but I was eating so much that um, because that was a fuel fuel was essential you know yeah. I knew I had to eat regardless of what it felt like you know and yeah. I have a good stomach like I can I can stomach a lot of things when I'm running so that's why I knew you know I could eat during this you know but I hoped I could eat the whole time And but um, I, what I couldn't control was my heartburn. I had the worst huh. acid reflux um, from just bouncing and running and eating and sleeping. Bouncing, running, eating, sleeping. You know, and and it wasn't. You know, you can't eat super clean because you need calories. And yeah. and when I get into town, I would crave like greasy old McDonald's. You know, so I would have yeah, a. Kinda... You know. Yeah, just fatty, greasy stuff. You know, not not. The, I didn't eat a ton of that stuff, right. but I. It was a treat. You know, yeah, like yeah. Um, the rest of it. You know, my my crew, Paul and Kathleen, who were in the the chuck wagon, as we call it, the RV. They, you know, they they cooked most of my my whole foods for me. Um, all all of my whole foods primarily, but, um, but uh, so yeah, I, um, I I knew that the fuel. Was important, but just the acid reflux. So I think I ate two whole bottles about the second half, well, maybe like the last 350 miles. I ate two full bottles of antacids just to, I would have to take like several just to, um, Allow me to eat, you know. Wow. But I, I knew I just had to do it, and it's not like I mean, yeah, the calcium's gonna you know thicken the old uh, GI track up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's part of the reason why I had the green smoothie at night was to try to loosen things up, and so I can systems would still work, you know. Um. But uh, yeah, it was it was tough, but I I w- I knew that I just had to keep eating, you know. Yeah. It's funny because uh, just recently I remember uh, I don't
0: somebody showed their kit what they had for a race and 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 then somebody else talked about it, it came up a few times of people having to take bring tums with them for mm-hmm. racing even for moabs you know uh because they they always end up getting having that similar issue so yeah. they have to take tums which i've never had to do might have helped me <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. might yeah. not be bad to Especially put in my kids yeah. throwing up yeah but uh so that that's that's it that's interesting and and so you were and then you had a limp i know you were
1: dealing uh, just yeah. i mean
0: you're, you're just
1: yeah. What, what was, what specific, was it your hip or was it your, it, it was actually my ankle. Okay. Um, I, so the first, um, the first few days I had run exclusively on the left side of the road, you know, running right. into traffic. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, as all highways are, which you don't, maybe a lot of people don't realize it, they're, um, cambers. So water runs off from the center, you know, cause you don't want a lot of water in the roads because yeah. that makes it you know, dangerous to drive. But, um, so, so they're higher in the center, and they're lower on the side, so you have like a you know half degree to one degree slope that you're running on the entire time, and some of them are worse you know the the more rural roads are, I feel like they're a little worse, you know like the the edges have sunken down a little more yeah. um So my, all my connecting tendons and ligaments, you know, sort of got locked in, you know, like the inside of my left ankle was shortened and the outside was lengthened, you know, and I just ran and ran and ran like that. Well, when I got really hot, um, I, we made the decision to have me start running nights Um, and and I love that, but the I the mistake I made was I was like, oh, I should give my feet a break and run on the right side of the road, because there's no traffic, you know? It was yeah. two in the morning in rural, you know, like northwest Oklahoma. And you see it coming if there is. Yeah, it, so, exactly. Yeah. And it actually felt the safest uh, ever was running at night, because yeah. most of the time I would turn off my light, because there's just enough natural light. So, mm. you know, it's not like, a, you know, because sometimes I feel like a car will, like, they're staring at you and they start drifting towards you because it's a light, you know, yeah. a blinking light. So I... I, w- I would sometimes turn my light off and just enjoy the, the stars are freaking amazing out there you know and but so I made the the mistake I made was running on the right hand side of the road was all those tendons that were shortened now got stretched and they got very irritated and swollen and um, it almost was the breaking point of my body Mm. Um, we had to do some pretty serious um, Kathy was out there and then um, also uh, Lisa who's a massage therapist She, she came out and worked on my body and um, it—I mean—they were digging into stuff, and I already hurt, but I knew it was necessary. Yeah. because um, they needed to just kind of break some of that inflammation up, and and I don't—I don't take anti-inflammatories. Um, it's not something. Um, given how hard, was pushing my body, it's not something I really wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't yeah. want some, you know, oh, organ yeah. organ failure. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. um So I knew. Um, I, and, and I wanted to feel the pain. I wanted to know what hurt, and wanted to deal with it in a proper sense, not mask it with yeah. with some with the with the chemical. Basically, you know, like I knew I needed to feel things. I knew it was a problem, so. You know, we we were massaging it and taping it, and I mean, even Arnold Arnold Begay, who I called my my uh, my road angel out there, like he would show up just randomly, and he had stuff, and he had jackets for me sometimes, and like we, we we he had Ace bandage, and we would just wrap it. I mean, I had like a lot of stuff on it just to try to you know piece it together to to keep it together. But yeah, that's when I saw you was when I was struggling, yeah. and I could go. Four or five miles, and then I have to lay on the uh, tailgate of a, of one of the vehicles, and they would have to work things out. And I was, wow. it was cold again at that point. Like it, it started off cold. It got to like the nineties, and then it got cold again. Yeah. Um, so it, temperature were all over the place, and yeah, it was it was really hard to smile. But I remember seeing you. I remember seeing everyone. I loved it. It, it was it was such a spirit boost, and that was. As authentic and real as my smile could get, oh, yeah. but man, it—it it, <laughs> like you know, like it—it—it it, it hurt to smile honestly. Yeah. But I knew what little fuel cuz it's it was fuel I'm getting from seeing all these people from seeing you it's like I'm like oh man you know David drove all the way out here just just to see me kind of shuffle by you know and <laughs> yeah. um, and then people started running with me too and kind of like felt a little forced gumpy you know like yeah. running through Tulsa I had like a crowd of people running <laughs> uh, with uh, me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I really wanted to have that you know i'm going to go home now <laughs> yeah. but uh, home home was still at the arkansas state line so yeah. so i knew i knew uh, i remember 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 um actually when when
0: i saw you um it wasn't a whole i remember your route and i remember you got to a certain point and you uh you got to spend the night in tulsa Mm. you know quote unquote home yeah and uh and like you said that had to be pretty tough the next day after being there to get back out there
1: yeah it, it that was the hardest like I knew it was like a victory lap is what it felt like it was like I'd run so much in Tulsa and I'd run and, and and I've run a lot of trails, but training for this, I ran a lot of road, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, to, to get my body ready. And I'd run parts of the course, you know, through the town quite a bit. And so it felt like a victory, like I made it to Tulsa, like my, the end of day six or seven, whatever day that was that I made it to Tulsa, I guess it's the end of day seven. Um, I made it to Tulsa and it like, I, I just made it to Tulsa. I wanted to make it further in, but like, the, I was limping really, it was a day you saw me, I was yeah. limping really bad. And Kathy, who's done, you know, I, I just, everyone respects so much, including myself, like, she told me to stop running. And when if Kathy says, stop yeah. running, you gotta listen to <laughs> yeah, it. Like, that's right. I wanted to get to my goal for the day but I guess I was just limping really bad. And yeah. I, at that point, I, I couldn't feel my body too well, yeah. you know, like it is, I knew it hurt and it was I was compensating hurt. bad. It all and hurt. Yeah. It could end up in a natural in injury, you know. So she pulled the plug, but I made it to Tulsa County. So that, that trip through Tulsa felt like a victory lap. You know, it was like, you know, doing donuts and, <laughs> you know, like it was like hot riding through town. And, and you know, um, a, a couple of guys ran with me, uh, Mark and, um, I mean, they, they ran with me through town, and it was like their longest run in a long time. They ran all the way, you know, across Tulsa, and, um, you know, people joined, and there was stuff on the sidewalks. Like, it was such a, you know, and I probably ran a little faster than I was normally, but I, I controlled the pace pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, so it was just this, like, big, beautiful thing, and I got outside of Tulsa, and I realized, that, that was the first time I realized, well, crap, you know, I got a <laughs> long ways to go, and yeah. I, like... Uh, that high of running through Tulsa had kind of worn off and I was like, ugh, like, this is gonna gonna be a grind, this last bit. But, you know, and I I had done the whole trip, I mean, I talked about the the people that had ran with me a little bit Um, and Kathy had joined me um, for a couple of sections as well as Clint and my former partner. But they, so I had a couple of people join me for small sections but, you know, for the first 400 miles, you know, probably only, forty miles I had company, you know. Oh, I did I did okay. it all by myself yeah. which is what I wanted. I didn't yeah. want like pacers. But when I got to Tulsa it just organically happened yeah. and I pretty much had someone running with me the entire time, you know, um which which was nice because just having footsteps at that point, you know, it's like I guess that's the equivalent to the last, you know, thirty miles of a hundred <laughs> yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. You, know, you get a pacer, you know, they yeah. pick you up. So I had the last hundred miles of my five hundred mile run, I had <laughs> I had a multiple pacers. So yeah. Well
0: I saw the uh I saw the video of of where you, when you when you got there man oh, when you yeah. when you finished explain I mean how does your body still you know you're wrecked. you still got all the miles under your feet what's what's going on through your mind and and how does that feel to cross to do 511 you said 511 yeah 511 miles and and to see that finish line cuz I know how it feels after 100 I know how it feels
1: after 205 mm. but I can't imagine that much you know so running up like and I and I told so I had people with me the whole time but I told them the last mile I wanted to run by myself was Mm. I just wanted to um start to process for the last mile so I could be ready for that finish line and there's a it's a giant hill hill climb at the end (laughs) too because it's basically (laughs) Arkansas you know Asylum Asylum Springs and um you know, so I had people with me the entire time, and including my sister. My sister ran earlier that morning. She ran her first half marathon ever in the middle of the night. Um, she ran middle of the night to the early morning, so like four to you know seven a.m. She ran her first half um, on the cool. side of the roads. Yeah, so it was, that was really special. Um, but yeah, so that last mile I did by myself just to kind of try to process uh, what was about to happen. And um, it, but I, I I just wanted to be open like I didn't want to like I wanted to be real I wanted to be Justin coming yeah. into that so it wasn't like. I felt like when I finished, I wasn't celebrating the finish of me running 500 miles. I was celebrating the moment of all these people coming out to the finish line because I knew there's a lot of people going to be there. So you know, ended up being I don't know maybe 25 people. um, You know, some people from Arkansas. You know, some runners from Arkansas and a lot of people from you know Oklahoma area had come out for the finish. And it was a work week. You know, work day, middle of the day. You know, kind of late afternoon or something when I was finishing. You know, so people had to take off work. You know, so I knew, like, so to me, like it—it it was a moment to celebrate all these people, celebrate like celebrating this giant thing to happen. And I felt like a spectator of the thing I just did. Is uh-huh. like how my mindset turned towards, and and still to this day, it's how um, it feels to me. It was like it was, um, you know, kind of a—I a, don't say out of body experience, but it was like. This this other part of me did this, you know, and <laughs> and I still look at it in awe, like I like whoa, Justin Walker did that, you know, like it wasn't me, yeah, you know, it was like my subconscious like took over and did this. Yes, yeah, it was like this internal part of me <laughs> did that, you know, five hundred mile effort in eight days. And you know, so the finish was celebrating the people. And I remember I was really tired, and I wanted to sit down, and I did right away. You know, they got me a chair and made a you know chalk you know chalk line at the state line. And we actually used the official, so the official like welcome to Arkansas sign wasn't the official line. They found the official state marker border yeah. and made made the real line. Nice. Um, and so they set the chair right on the border. And um, I remember I had had a beer um, and my. I remember my friend um, Peter had said you know what do you want and I was like oh I pictured like a circus or something I don't know and I don't really like I remember saying it but I don't know why I said this so everyone had like like clown hats on and noses and stuff like you know it was like a circus you know like, awesome. it was a really it was kind of weird like, yeah. like yeah. looking back at it, was this? like <laughs> is
0: this real, is this real yeah, life I think my yeah. first
1: hallucination of that yeah. whole journey was at the finish um, but no no it, so it and i remember finishing and i sat down and i was like well that's done and like within you know a minute i i had turned back to all these people are here for for this, for me. And I, I got back up and I remember I wanted to talk to each person and see how they were doing, you know, because oh, like I appreciated them following me, you know, lifting my spirits up and just, you know, like, I mean, even the smallest thing on the trip, you know, like someone honking their car, you know, or, you know, cheering me on as I, as I ran by, like it, those were all just super empowering moments for me. Um, just, you know, feels like, you know, like connecting the community together in something you know um, bigger than than ourselves. You know, of this stupid thing I was doing, and <laughs> and um, so that's where I, just, I it turned to. You know, it wasn't the achievement of me running across the state of Oklahoma. It really was about all these people that cared and loved me for this journey and that that's what the finish line was for me was like it was a time for me to finally hug them and thank them and talk to them you know because when I was running I was pretty you know I, I was not short but I was just I was moving yeah. <clears throat> you know it was all you, I you could had a do. Mission. Right, Right yeah. I was seriously yeah, on a mission yeah and but that was the first moment where I was like Okay, let's just be real. Let's, yeah. let's just talk and hug and cry yeah. and whatever. Not you know? ruined. Yes, yeah. So, <laughs> so that it was it was super special. It was it was unexpected. I didn't expect the finish to be that way. You know, yeah. like I guess you know when you finish, you expect to stand on a podium and you know raise your arms up or you know like. But it wasn't. It wasn't about. It wasn't about me. Honestly, like yeah. everyone was there for me, but it wasn't about me. It was just about. Connection and love and and humans, you know, just yeah. people being people. So that's awesome. Well,
0: um, um, you you, the fact is, you did the miles and uh, what time they open? <laughs> time ten, ten o'clock. Okay, we, we're all right, we good. We good. Right. good. We're good. All right, we do. Um, so uh, you did the miles your body was was pretty wrecked and you and I had some conversations after and I was you know mm-hmm. you, you, you did some posts after uh, kind of re- reliving the whole thing but um, your, your body was was pretty wrecked for a while um, yeah. speak to that a little bit like when did uh, when did you how did you feel the first weeks after and when did you first feel like yourself again I guess I guess physically yourself runner, Justin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it, it was a long process and I felt like there were a couple of phases of it too, you know, like, um, uh, physically after a couple of months, you know, I was running again pretty regularly. I mean, I, I, ran a, like a few days afterwards too, just to, for trying to recovery, not to get super stiff, you know? Um, but I would say, you know, in six months, <clears throat> I physically felt like okay I've, I've recovered you know I running feels the same um, so I you know actually that was I signed up for bighorn um, around that time and okay. Bighorn was in June that was in December so about six months after the race um, I was like okay I need a big goal you know to train for and that was I think part of the reason why bighorn was such an accomplishment for me was um that training block was terrible. I didn't mentally have it. Like yeah. it, it was a struggle to go out and train, you know, mm. it was a struggle to go drive two hours to go run, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 115 feet and two mile gain, you know, <laughs> like, um, you know, it, 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 mentally I wasn't there. And and that's when I knew crap, you know, I knew this thing was gonna be a mental struggle and I f- forgot that the recovery was gonna be a lot longer mentally. and. Um, So I did Bighorn, and and then I made the post afterwards that I knew I wasn't ready for ultras again. It just, um, my mental, like your your tank, your fuel tank, you know, I had exhausted my tank, and then I filled my tank up with the little connections with people I made, you know, seeing you, seeing, you know, all the people to finish that run that I exhausted everything I had, and then I started using other people's fuel, you know, and... Um, that's uh, what I think took so long was for me to build that fuel tank back up. And, yeah. you know, after after a year and doing that one 100 um, a year later, uh, I knew I needed to take another year off from Ultras. And because yeah. um, I love running. Running is my passion, you know, yeah. and I wasn't passionate about it, you know, mm-hmm. like it had fried my mental fortitude to, to, to want to train, to want to to suffer, you know, like I kind of, think I suffered, you know, a couple years of <laughs> suffering in eight days is what it really turned out to be. Honestly, yeah, you know, it's like, um, I, I, I had had enough, but I knew if I took some time off that I would come back and that's, um, uh, what, uh, what I had to do, you know? And so I, 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 d- I did, I took off the re- the recovery the physical part didn't take as long as the mental part, you know. I'd say yeah. six months for the you know full recovery on the, the physical side, yeah. and what I thought well the mental side was too. But the mental side, you know, had I not done Bighorn, I think it would have been a little quicker, you know. Yeah. But I had to train for Bighorn, and my wet you know my fuel tank was the probably the fuel light was on, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I ran it back out, you know, doing Bighorn, which is why that was a um, important finish for me and it's it is it's exhausting to
0: train and and when you're not when you don't have that drive or that you yeah. know yeah yeah
1: so yeah was, you you got to have the fuel in the tank to have that desire and drive to to, to train and and I didn't so yeah. so yeah it, it's taken a while and it's back now, you know, I did, um, Kathy Bratton had her birthday 100, which we both, we both decided, let's go be stupid and run, <laughs> run sidewalks. Rocks, yeah. <laughs> run pavement for a hundred miles. That was, and, that and was something. heat and humidity and, oh, yeah. It was
0: good. It was good to get to, to, especially during COVID and all to get to yeah. run together and, and
1: run with people, hang yeah. out, you know? It, it was, it was really good. and. And I knew, you know, I didn't, you know, training training was okay for that, you know, but I didn't do do super big training block, because that was my first, I, I'd done a, that FKT, the 100K, the double out and back, and PR'd my 50, that was like my one real big training run, you know, leading up to that 100, so I was like, well, okay, I feel ready, I did a good long, you know, kind of um, longish race, and, um, but yeah, I, uh, but yeah, so now, I did that so I feel like okay, but I I don't wanna like I I don't know if there's still residual effects, but like but it's part of my other goals of trying to run fast, so I've kind of pulled back from from ultras a little. But there's you know a six hour race in um, in Kansas in in Wichita that comes up in November, and I, I keep eyeballing it like eh, maybe I'll go out and well, it's just six throw, hours throw it down for six hours. Six hours. Yeah. I like the, the, the you know we're going to But there's this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I know. But, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's the classic uh, conundrum of, of of running, especially ultras.
0: I guess the beautiful thing is is you know there's nothing we we have to do and you know we can do it when we're when we're ready you know yeah, when,
1: when it feels right when it feels right yeah that's yeah. yeah. that goes to that connection back to yourself you know it's like knowing what you need and and doing it at the right times and not forcing it you know we mentally try to force things so often you know because we want to have something or you know things just come so fast and so easy now like we want it now you yeah. know um and you know things things need to happen at the organic speed of life i think i think uh,
0: it's a good reminder i guess kind of in in wrapping up a little bit too is you know I, I i like seeing when you run you know i like i like seeing justin out there doing and, and conquering big things or whatever people like seeing people but you have to want you, you can't be you can't run because david Terrio wants to see you out there running or anybody else wants to see you know it has to be has to be you, you know? yeah. It has to be you that wants it
1: Well, and that's, that's exactly like why I still have this like no career thing, you know, where, where I, I don't want running to define me, you know, I don't want to do it because others expect me to do it. Like I want to do it because I want to do it. So that's why, like, especially right now, I kind of alternate between ultras and one mile races, you know, like (laughs) in March, I'm hoping to do a one mile race. So like, um, in a few months. So yeah, it's, it's, um, I have to. I have to do me and not worry about, you know, what, what, what others want, even though, you know, um, cause I, cause I know ultimately it serves me the best. And if I serve me the best, I can serve everyone else the best. And that's like, that's what, that's what I'm passionate about. I love people. I love connecting communities. You know, I love organizing races. You know, I, 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 I love to be a giver. And if I don't do things for myself, I can't do that. So, so. So yeah, that's why, you know, I'll I'll, I'll throw in a, a six hour every once in a while. But for the most part, I'm gonna. There's no no one hundreds on the on the the deck right now. So. Not, not yet. Anyway, yeah, yeah. not yet. L- later yeah. on, there'll be a but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll be driving back to Wichita now, like <laughs> checking ultra sign up. Okay, what's next month? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Justin, man, it's always always good to see you. Always enjoy getting to hang out with you, run with you, uh, love love what you do, love 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 your heart. You know, really do when you know that that you portray to people, and you you are an encourager. Uh, you've encouraged me just seeing the things that you've done, and uh, man, if. Um, I know you do some, you know, you do some coaching and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of an outflow of, of, of who you are. Yeah. And, uh, if anybody wants to just get in touch with you, I'll make sure and include, uh, your, um, uh, social media yeah. stuff out there. People want to see what you're doing. uh, when they, you know, if you decide to re- run something else besides six hours or whatever but uh but thanks for thanks for being here thanks for sharing your journey and uh, looking forward to seeing what you got in the future man
1: yeah man i i appreciate appreciate the time too man i love love talking to you love running with you so it's uh it's an honor to to sit down and chat with you